My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I believe in scratch cooking, fresh ingredients, and positive energy. Join me on this culinary journey as we discuss the weekend food, and I break down a recipe step-by-step for you to make it home. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Hello, good morning. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Table for Two, where I'm going to be joined by some of my favorite podcasters and content creators and talk not only about their content and what kind of makes them tick, but also their experiences in the kitchen and some of the food that they love. I'm also going to make the dish that they send me so that way we can talk about my experience with making it and how much I enjoyed it. I'm thrilled to be joined by someone I've known for a very, very long time, back to our college days, running around, well, driving around with him hanging out the window of my car, yelling right. at passers by. <laughs> but I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Dan of Netflix and Swole. Dan, welcome. Hi, I would be canceled by uh, anybody who remembered those, those things that I was saying. I, I have that feeling. You were just asking them if they were wearing hockey pads, is, is my recollection. Only thing that was ever said. <laughs> Uh, may as well be. Man, remember college times when Batman, uh, the Batman franchise was was a meme to us? Even yeah. though we love those movies. Very, very true. But uh, Dan, so again, this is going to be the first ever edition of Table for Two. I'm thrilled to, to bring in other creators, other podcasters to talk about the food that they love. And I want to get right into that. And I want you to tell me a little bit. Uh, about the dish that you selected. What was the dish that you selected for me to make? All right, so this is chicken tikka masala. This is the one recipe that I'm very good at. Uh, Every other recipe, terrible. This one recipe, very good. As for why I pick it, uh, I like it. And also, uh, my girlfriend likes it. That's basically the two reasons you, you make any kind of food is you like it and somebody else likes it. This is extremely, extremely accurate. So what right are now, you I'm just, doing uh, anyway? I am, I am chopping chicken. That's really, that's really what it comes down to. I'm getting started, baby. Oh, Why so not? you are, you are, you're actually going to make chicken tikka masala right now? Oh yeah, that's what I thought we were doing here. Oh, okay. That's how I, I mean, interpreted this whole thing was that I was going to make food and then we were going to talk about it while I was making some food, like Rachel Ray or some or some regular cooking. That's show. perfectly fine. I am, I am 100 on board with that. It depends on the dish for me whether I want to do that or not. Like. I had this idea in my head where I was like, well, I should prepare the dish and then I can taste it live for the first time. But then I'm like, but I don't want to turn this into like a mukbang podcast or anything. Also, I hate your food, your favorite food.com. <laughs> I love this. I'm, I'm actually 100% on board with this. I actually I right. actually should have done that. I really should have done that. But yeah, uh, it happens. When was the first time, like, what was it that really drew you to this dish? I mean, is it re- literally just the flavors that all come together in it, or? So, the first time I ever had Indian food, as I move my chicken thighs over, which, if you're going to make this at home, if you don't use chicken thighs, you're wrong. You need uh, a fat that comes yeah. with chicken thighs for this, because I did, I sourced, that you sent me a recipe that you kind of base yours on, and then mm-hmm. I looked at a lot of other recipes, and there were those that called for chicken breast, and like for a recipe, like you want all that fattiness in there to mm-hmm. build all that flavor in, in your sauce. 
Right, and it's a tomato-based sauce, so you want as much to cut through the tomato as possible. Like, I, I've heard people describe the as chicken breast as too rich for this dish, and I just went, but it's a tomato sauce. Like, yeah, you kind of want that, though. Kind of one of the really things that I thought was most unique about this, because I can't honestly tell you if I've ever had it before, is it is a tomato-based sauce, but you can't taste tomato in it in the final product. No. At least I couldn't. No, and that's kind of kind of wonderful. Uh, I know you had like some acid reflux problems, which uh, seem to be have been alleviated by your your weight loss, which is awesome. Does but <laughs> I would never. I w- I can tell you right now, if you said you were still having acid reflux issues, I would never, ever, ever have suggested this because uh, there is so much tomato in this. Despite the fact that you can't taste it, it's uh, it, it you would have lost your mind and your esophagus. <laughs> when you were up here <laughs> last year for live stream for the cure, we had a lot of spicy stuff. We we mm-hmm. went to Carolina Reaper and beyond with those jerkies from Carnivore Candy, and I mean, there's the potential I feel, especially making it myself for the first time, for a lot of spice, for a lot of heat. Now, do you oh, put honey, a lot please. of heat in this when you make it? So when I was single, yes, I would, because I'm not a big baby. Unfortunately, I'm in a relationship with big baby, so <laughs> she can't have spices. So, you know, I, you got to tune it for the lowest common denominator, which unfortunately is her in this instance, where it, I, I like the spice. It doesn't have to be like the big thing. I put a little bit of chili powder in here, but I don't go, I don't go nuts like I would uh, in the old days where... You know, I'm by myself. I'm making it for myself. Nobody else in the house will touch my food, which is exactly how I want it. I don't want them touching my food Yeah. Uh, when I was living up in Pittsburgh still. I want to be able to eat my own food. And this was a good way to make sure nobody ate it because nobody else in my house really ate Indian food. When I made this, so I, I got a ton of chicken thighs. And I honestly, I need to make chicken stock anyway. So it was a perfect excuse to buy a big family pack of chicken thighs. I got, for Christmas, I got a gift set of spicy salts from Caravelle Gourmet Salts. One of them is a hot curry salt, which is Ooh. actually what I put in the marinade for this. And I actually sprinkled it over like the onions and whatnot when I was sweating them down later on in the recipe. So Not good, you do that too. Good, that, that's that's something else I do in this recipe. It, they, people don't really call for is is to sweat your onions, salt them, salt your onions. It's it's fine. Always, 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 always. And I mean, the good thing that I found too, and I don't know necessarily how you feel about this because I know the recipe that you sent me, I know you probably do your own spin on it in different ways. Oh yeah, I'm about to get into that right now, but go ahead. Perfect. But like when I made this, like her recipe, uh, and I'll link this down in the show notes for people that want to check out the video. It's a fantastic recipe. I pretty much followed it 85 to 90% to the letter, but Mm -hmm. she deglazed her pan with oil. Yeah. Yeah. I did not do that. I actually, I love deglazing with wine and I felt like a pop of just nice fruitiness and floral would pair really well with all those different spices in here. And it really, really did. Like it just adds like a slight floral element. Like I just deglazing with oil. I was like, yeah. Well, I think her thought process is to just add as as much fat as possible. And I'm going to be using a different, kind of substance in my marinade because we're doing a quick marinade so uh, i'll get in on a second let me wash my hands really quickly because i got more uh, chicken stuff on it the important thing i think with deglazing though and that's a, a good thing to remember no matter what is when you sear that chicken 
you want all that just brown bits that are burnt onto the pan, stuck to the pan, all that flavor. That's just 100% concentrated flavor. You want all that to mix in. That's all of your flavor. Literally, whenever you brown anything or whenever you uh, whenever you sear anything, man, save that flavor because that's just it's it's so versatile. You can do so so much with all that stuff. So. Right now, in, in terms of what I'm doing, I've chopped all my, all my chicken thighs, two pounds of chicken thighs, although you can adjust this recipe for really any amount of chicken thighs. I think this actually makes it enough for four. I live in a house with two, and I don't like doing a bunch of cooking like every night. So having the ability to do a dish and then have it sit. And this dish actually does really like actually hold up. It's surprising, considering everything else that's in it, but uh, it does hold up pretty well. So now... I am grating garlic because I don't, I, I don't, my knife skills are terrible. Just like atrocious. So I grate my garlic. Uh, it gets it finer. allows a, a better marinade to get in there. I feel like uh, I need to get you a garlic press. Oh, well, hold, let me, I have it right here. I just prefer the, the, the grated ginger, grated, for, especially okay. for this, especially for this recipe. Yeah. When I made the marinade, I did a very, very fine mince on my garlic. But when I used the for the sauce, when I was actually doing the cooking and everything, that I actually used the garlic press and just crushed it because mm. that for me is really, really nice. And I, I, I love, you know, the way that that kind of perfumes all that garlic in there really, really easily. Yeah. So the other thing I'm doing is that I'm adding in ginger paste, roughly equal amounts of ginger and garlic in this recipe. Is is the best way to go almost all the time. Even when you add ginger again the second time, you're adding roughly the same amount. So fresh citrus. That's a lemon juice, which I'm doing the podcaster's uh, worst nightmare, which is talking away from the microphone, hoping you guys will still hear me. So I only do about half a lemon here for this. Just add some brightness. Also helps cut through the fat a little bit. And then the true beauty of this recipe is that it is hyper versatile. You could li- you could probably make this about a hundred different ways and it would just be, you know, pr- pretty good as I'm trying to dig out a lemon seed that somehow got underneath this. Drives me everything. nuts. Every Drives time. Me nuts. Every time. Well, I should say not every time, but uh, this is the one time where I, I have a fresh lemon. Other times I used, you know, real lemon juice from, you know, this is country time lemonade. There's never been anything remotely like a lemon in it. <laughs> I don't usually hang out with him. <laughs> uh, you know, so my Spring experience with this. Curly protector, save me! <laughs> you know I love garlic. You know I love lemon. So I actually hit the throttle on both of them. I actually went over the suggestion for both of them because I want that sure. pop, that citrusy brightness, that pop that's just going to explode there. And I mean, that garlic, just that, that kind of, I love that sharp pungent flavor that it has where it just like mixes in so well especially you got a lot of warm spices in here and mm-hmm. i mean i warm just like filling the belly warm like it's it's one of those dishes it, it, it's a warming your body all over and right. i really really loved that about this when i made it um i really also do love ginger so i would definitely agree with that i sadly ran out of ginger <laughs> After Yikes. after the marinade, so uh, yeah, I I didn't have enough ginger to do both the marinade and the sauce. So I put a ton of it in the marinade, though. So you could mm-hmm. definitely still get some of it. 
uh, when it came through in the in the final product. Uh, I want to swerve away from this dish itself and talk more about your cooking experience and your kitchen experience. I know you said at the beginning, this is the only thing that you make really, really well. But what else is it like in the kitchen? Like if, if you weren't making this, what else do you really, really love to make in the kitchen? Uh, I like experimenting. Like, uh, for instance, Valentine's Day, we made uh, or I made Oso Buco from The Office. That Oso Buco dish with uh, the saffron rice. Uh, saffron rice, uh, or, I'm sorry, the saffron risotto. Saffron risotto didn't turn out the exact way I wanted it to, which is unfortunate uh, because, you know, saffron is uh, $20 a thing. And when it doesn't go right, and you just wasted $20 on nothing. So that made me feel really happy. But the also buku I really loved. Like, I, I like, like, like you, I like experimenting, making different stuff. I, I make a mean steak and potatoes with broccoli. Uh, actually, probably broccoli with uh, garlic, chili flake, lemon salt is uh, the best possible dish I could make. It's super simple. It's five ingredients. You just roast it all together after, after you mix it all together with a little bit of olive oil. A big thing on this show, as you know, is from scratch cooking. I like doing everything literally from the ground up and building it yourself and making it, I mean, literally as good as you possibly can. And there's such a freshness and a brightness to that. When would you say was the first time you really experimented with that? The first time I really cooked was in college, uh, and, and that was a steady diet of uh, steamed broccoli and uh, quick, quick pan seared chicken breast. That dinner itself was like four cents basically so when you're living on a budget uh, four cents is pretty great and it's not ramen so it will probably be afterwards i think when when you first started your show i was like all right i'm gonna try messing around with some of the stuff that nick's doing and i tried it i'm like hey this isn't half bad maybe i should keep doing this so then i started experimenting on my own looking up other stuff uh and i missed indian food because and I, i i forgot to mention this earlier but like when i first got got indian food was with my first serious girlfriend and it was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, man, I really miss Indian food, but I don't want to go all the way back out to that place because it will remind me of sad times. So instead, I made it at home. And, you know, I, it was like uh, coconut chicken curry. And it was very good. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll try this some more. And from there, it was like, okay, I want to diet. So now I want to, you know, control what I'm putting in my own, in my own mouth, in my own stomach. Yeah. And uh, go from there. So that's basically what it was, is like a lot of home cooking stuff or, or like trying like portion control, trying to make sure that I, I eat like good for me food as opposed to, you know, five guys every now and then. Yeah, a lot of the one of the biggest things for me, whenever it comes from to everything from scratch is getting preservatives out, you know, getting mm-hmm. all those preservatives that are just terrible for your digestive system, terrible for your gut health and everything, getting that stuff out of your food. And whenever you just cook everything from scratch you don't have any of that. Like everything right. is fresh. Everything, you know, you're not having something that, you know, is like uh, frozen and, you know, doused in who knows whatever other kind of things and, you know, st- stuff that's canned and pre-made and everything. It's not that like all things that are kind of pre-prepared because like uh, the recipe, speaking of which for, you know, that you sent me, she makes her own garam masala as well. And mm-hmm. I looked at that and I thought about it and I was like, no, Nick, just focus on one thing at a time. <laughs> right, right. And also, like, garam masala is particularly itself, like, a one kind of food thing. Like, for instance, like, with cumin, cumin and uh, the chili powder I use both can be used in, you know, uh, Mexican food. So, like, there's kind of like that blend between the two. Yeah. So, like, you, you always have that stuff, and if you really wanted to, yeah, you could do it. But 
having just like a regular bottle of garam masala where like maybe once a month you're making tikka masala it's fine. It's fine. It, it, I mean, I have like a billion bottles because I'm a psychopath, but... One of the things that I ended up having to do with this, so there was a couple audibles I had to call during this, so I could not find coriander. So Really? I got, I got fresh cilantro, obviously, and in my brain, for whatever reason, and, and it's just because I don't make things with coriander nearly often enough, um, mm-hmm. I searched twice. I had to go to the store two different times to pick up different things, not only for this, but for the weekend menu that I made, and right. I could not find coriander, like just every place I went bizarre. to was out of it, and I mean, it's a global pandemic, so I didn't feel like going to like a whole bunch of different stores to look for one thing. Cause that's just one of those things that, especially with the pandemic, I'm not going to purposely go to a bunch of different places, you know, Yeah. but I could not find coriander. So first I had in my head that coriander and cilantro were interchangeable. Wrong. They are not absolutely Wrong. not. But I, this was not until after I had just chucked a bunch of cilantro into my air fryer on the dehydrate setting by the way, if you ever want to do this for spices and herbs and things like that, works fantastically. It only took about two hours, and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just ended up chucking a tablespoon or a teaspoon, whatever the coriander is. I think it's a teaspoon. I just ended up chucking a teaspoon of dried cilantro into this dish instead of coriander. I didn't have any. Uh, and then I actually ended up using a little bit of curry powder just because... I didn't have any coriander, and there's coriander in curry powder. Um, right. That plus the garam masala has coriander, plus that hot curry salt probably also has a little bit in there. So I feel like I still got a little bit of that, and plus the extra lemon that I added to it, because coriander, it's my understanding, has a, a little bit of a citrusy nose to it. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so right now, what I'm doing is I'm chopping onion, and I'm only saying this because uh, Nick is here, but I couldn't find any uh, white onion because of the war. That no one knows is going on. So uh, instead, I got uh, a big yellow one. Give me five beasts for a quarter, you'd say. I actually just watched that episode maybe three days ago. Because for some reason, Ashley is super into watching The Simpsons in bed right now. I don't know what it is, but uh, she's just like, here, do your thing. So I'm like, all right, we're watching all my favorites. Get get out of here. What he's trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is he can't bust heads like he used to, but he has his way. (laughs) <laughs> one 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 trick is distract my girlfriend with sto- with stories that g- don't go anywhere. Oh my! So now now you are uh, you're what you're adding the different spices and everything here. I just grated a buttload of garlic, and so the garlic is going in to fr- be fragrant now. Uh, and then I'm going to add in roughly an equal amount of ginger. Like I said, equal parts ginger and garlic in this recipe. Unless you're Nick and you run out of ginger because you f- didn't prepare properly, which is fine. True. Happens. Yeah, I, I always am short on something in the kitchen. It it kind of is just par for the course for me. But I mean, one of the things that, that I loved about making this dish is exactly this moment when you're just adding in your garam masala, your garlic, your ginger, like all these different elements to this that just make this dish sing. Like your kitchen mm-hmm. just smells so warm. Like it's like if you think about like when you go over to somebody's house, like, I mean, granted global pandemic, but you know, yes. like you open the door, like, and maybe they invited you over for dinner. Like if you opened the door and this is what you smelled when you opened the door, like to walk into their house, you would immediately just feel warm and welcomed and like, 
you can't wait to sit down and enjoy whatever they're cooking because it smells wonderful. It's like, I mean, it probably, you know, I know for me, like it was Sunday dinners at my grandmother's house, you know, whenever we would go to my grandmother's house and like, we'd get the whole family together. Like you would just walk in there and you would just smell like, usually she would make like either like ham or turkey or something like that. And you would just smell all of those amazing aromas wafting through the air, like the sage and the cinnamon and the clove and just like the kind of that smell. Like you maybe you think of that's why Thanksgiving is such a great holiday. It's just the smell of a turkey roasting in the oven, you know? Right. But chicken tikka masala, I definitely think is one of those. And I, I think the recipe, especially that you, that you sent me is is exactly like that because you're letting the spice have its own moment you're not just adding it right in but you're you know making room for it in the pan and then letting that heat hit it directly because you want that experience of the spice just wafting through the air because it's really part of what the dish is a whole like it's really part and parcel with the enjoyment of it because like how much does it make you want to eat it once you smell that you know right Right, and that's that's what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm adding all this now, uh, because I went with coconut milk as opposed to yogurt. I do need to thicken this up. So in a minute here, as soon as all as soon as everything becomes fragrant, I'm gonna hit it with some tomato paste because it does need to thicken a little bit. I am gonna add yogurt, uh, like a, a couple. Uh, what do I? How much is it? It's like a five and a third ounce or something like that. Adding that, no problem. That's going to help thicken it, but it, it does need something else in order to thicken it, because I'm adding the rest of this co- this uh, coconut milk to the mixture whenever I, I need to start simmering. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do, is add some tomato paste in here after I add the chili powder, which, again, baby amount for baby people. See, I, had a, uh, I have a nice uh, Mexican hot chili powder that I used when I made this. And I mean, this to me, it, it's one of those spices when you build a spice palette in this where it makes it it makes it warm on the palate. Like you just feel a warmth kind of mm-hmm. in your mouth and, 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 you know, in your esophagus and everything as you're eating it, where it just again, it just sends a warming sensation over your body. Like it's not hot, like you know, it's not like blisteringly like burning out the inside of your mouth or anything. And I mean, I made this for Rebecca and Rebecca isn't a fan of spice either. She's not someone who handles spice very well, mm-hmm. but she really, really enjoyed this. She can enjoy it if it's built in this fashion, like it is in a chicken tikka masala where you're kind of burying it in there and it's just an element of it. Like it's not hot for heat's sake. It's not the bomb right. of dishes. I don't want to eat something that, you know, I think Gordon Ramsay referred to it. It tasted like battery acid, you know, <laughs> like it's just right. hot for the sake of being hot. Like that's not the the point for me when it comes to spicy food. The point for me is to build that warmth that it, buffalo chicken dip for me, especially is the same way. Like you don't want something that's just going to sear your mouth up because you want to taste the nuttiness of that blue cheese. You want to taste that delicious sear on that chicken. You want to taste that onion, the sweetness of the onion and the, the, the garlic that you've got in there, all the different elements that make up a great Buffalo chicken dip along with the creaminess of those cheeses, as opposed to just like burning your mouth out. Like, I, I like my heat every now and then. I like, I'll, I'll eat my, I'll eat my, you know, really hot stuff. Cause you know, sometimes I enjoy sweating from the top of my head. I mean, but for, the, for the most part, you know, I'm adding spice because it, it it is a flavor. And I think people, when they think of spice, they just go, oh, 
Uh, that just means hot. And it's like, no, no, no. It can add, it can add like that extra little level to everything. Like, um, yeah. A creamy, a creamy sauce, like uh, an Alfredo. Like you can add a little bit of like hot sauce to that, and it adds just like that extra little level to it, which I I really enjoy. I do that with most of the like the creamy food that I eat. Uh, yeah. Like it's it's the, re- the big reason pepper goes well with like anything cream based that, that that also has a savory element. Like I, I it it doesn't it adds a little bit of spice to it, especially when you're doing a fresh a fresh cla- uh, cracked black pepper. Yeah, but. Like, it, it just takes it to that next level. Yeah. And that's, you know, when I talk earlier in this episode, you know, the first segment when I talked about this week in food, what I actually prepared over the weekend. You know, when I made the breakfast crusties, I did egg and sausage. But for me, like, for Rebecca, it was perfect. For Rebecca, it was everything she needed. Cheddar cheese, breakfast sausage, and, uh, you know, scrambled eggs that I made. I actually used heavy cream to make them just to give them a little bit of extra body. But mm-hmm. for me, I actually grabbed the Carolina Reaper wing sauce that I made out of the fridge, and I just just a little dollop of it over the top, and it really brought it home. It just, I mean, it has garlic in it, so I got the garlic element of it as well. But like, it really made it sing. Like, it just brought right. it home to have that little bit of heat to just kind of go with it. Like, it just, I don't know. Like, there was just something about it. Like, it transcended what it had been before, and that's what good spice, that's what good flavor should do. In my opinion, it should always add to a dish. And that's especially with a dish like this. I, I will definitely make this again because it's one of those things where you're just constantly building, 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 building layers of flavor. And I mean, to me, like the first bite of this I took or like when I was I do this often when I when I cook in my kitchen. But if I taste something and I just absolutely love it, I do the Robert Irvine, I throw the spoon and I just start dancing around because it's so, it's so amazing. Like I love it when I hit in the kitchen. That's why I'm so passionate about food. That's why I love it so much. There is nothing to me like working hard, putting a dish together, putting that first bite of it in your mouth as you're working a sauce, as you're tasting it, as you're seeing how those flavors have developed together for the first time. And it just, sings it just blows your mind like to me like even though things that i've made a dozen times or a hundred times when i taste them and i get to see how they've developed it just it blows my mind every time to taste those flavors i dance around i literally will just dance around in my kitchen because i'm so excited about it right yeah like like there will be those flavors where it's like i i friggin nailed this like i i I did it so i see you're adding the yogurt now so what type of yogurt do you have uh, so I don't, like, I don't eat Greek yogurt by itself, typically. Uh, I, when I get it, I get it for this. And the big problem I have with that is they want you to use the full fat, which is what you really should be using, the full fat Greek yogurt. And unfortunately, it only ever comes in like 32 ounce things. And I never use it enough before it all goes bad. So right. I just get like little baby ones. Uh, and unfortunately, they're all just like non-fat, which sucks, but it's always plain. Uh, unless, like, there's a coconut or a honey, because, like, uh, another sweetener you can kind of use with this is honey. So, uh, unless they're flavored like that and they're full fat, because uh, there's that brand We, uh, the French, the French Yes, yeah. that um that has, like, coconut and um, even lemon I've used, uh, which doesn't overpower it because it's already an, an ingredient in in the dish. But, like, I'll use those because they're full fat. And they're, like... 
babies. Like I, I don't, yeah. I, could, I get a couple of them. I'm not, you know, holding on to Greek yogurt for a month and a half, and my mom was like, "Why is there still Greek yogurt in here?" Yeah, and I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite because I made homemade brioche buns during the week, and. You know, one thing, I only needed a cup of the Greek yogurt that I got, but I got the big, you know, 32-ounce container. Mm -hmm. So I took, like, a cup of it, and I chucked it in with just, like, a sprinkle of sugar and some cinnamon and I think a little bit of vanilla. And then I just mixed it together, and then I just warmed up one of the brioche buns in the microwave. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just sat there, and I just tore pieces off of it and just dipped it in this, like, just vanilla like cinnamon yogurt it was just it was so good like it's just amazing i love greek yogurt though like when i make buffalo chicken dip i refuse to put blue cheese or ranch dressing in my buffalo chicken dip i feel like it's extremely detrimental to it what i will do is i will use greek yogurt as the body for it to kind of give it the creaminess because i mean once you like you think about like the, the strong elements that you have in a buffalo chicken dip you have blue cheese you have hot sauce you have garlic you have all those things like you don't even you don't even notice and then you're not adding all of the different like and usually if you're buying like a blue cheese or a ranch dressing or something like that you're mm -hmm. getting all the different things that come with it in the store preservatives all those kind of things and i don't want that in my dishes you know Sure. I like blue cheese and ranch. I, for you, like every time you say that, I just go, "Wait, what?" I, I, those flavors are just so good to me. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't eat blue cheese or ranch with like my wings because I like fresh they, blue cheese. Like fresh blue cheese, put sure. that in the chicken dip. That's that's perfect to me. Like that, I absolutely love. But yeah, sure. I can't, I can't do it with, uh, I can't do it with the dressings because most dressings, yeah, they're just packed with all sorts of who knows what else. You know, right. But, you know, that's kind of the beauty of everything. It's like nothing, no one ever has to have the same taste. You know, you, you, you mentioned it earlier. No one ever has to have the same taste when it comes to entertainment, food, blah, blah, blah. In fact, if everyone was just believe the same thing, then it would just be a boring life. It really, really would. And, it, you know, and, and the best thing about everybody having the things that they love is, you know, bringing that passion to a discussion about, food or bringing that just about anything really like a, a discussion about anything when you can truly you know talk about something even if it's something you're maybe not the hottest on or even if it's something maybe you're not a big fan of or whatever mm -hmm. and if you can really get into an engaging like in-depth discussion about it to me that's perfect you know that's yeah i want to i want to get to know other people better and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start doing table for two is I want to understand the people that I invite on this show, the creators, you know, the friends that I have, people that I love, people that I respect. I want to talk to them and I want to get to know them better by understanding what it is that, you know, drives them in the kitchen, what it is that drives their love of a certain food type or dish or whatever that they love to prepare. You know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this thing, because I mean, number one and number two, I just miss podcasting with other people sure. <laughs> like I really, really love, uh, you know, doing my show the way that I do my show. But, you know, there's just an energy. There's a, there's a different kind of energy that you have when you're sharing a microphone and when you're sharing a, a podcasting space, virtual or not, with somebody else. I just added a bit of paprika, which is an interesting 
little thing that I discovered from, and I'm not sure if it was from the recipe I sent you or uh, amongst the other recipes that I was. It's definitely really... not in the recipe that you sent me because I also added paprika to it, but it's not in that recipe. Okay. So I found that like, I, I guess it's like, it's weird because like the sauce is a bit acidic right now and it needs to keep going, but the paprika helps cut through that acidity. And that's and that's the main thing is like I as soon as I tasted it I knew it needed something I was like paprika that's it now for whatever reason my paprika is all clumped up so I gotta like usk a little bit out every now and then but you know it's almost up to that level where I'm I'm feeling good about it and the chicken can almost come back in that's one of my favorite things dishes like a chicken tikka masala I love any kind of dish where you do a protein. You pull the protein, deglaze the pan, build your sauce in that pan, and then return the protein back to it to finish. There's such a marriage in in a dish like this more than anything else where it just brings together all of those ingredients and you're, you're not missing anything. Like it's not like you had to transfer one thing from another or move anything or pour anything from a different vessel or whatever. It's all in that pan. You're building everything in that one pan, no matter what. That's what I love about this dish and about dishes like this is you're not missing anything. Like it's not, you're not transferring from one pan to another. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I love one pan meals like this. So, when you saw my face, uh, which you listeners obviously couldn't, but I went like an old face yeah. because yeah. Uh, all the chicken juice, all the chi the accumulated chicken juice at the bottom of the bowl, that right in there. Oh, yeah. man. While everything finishes kind of marrying together and coming together, Dan, let the audience know where they can find you out there on the web. And I mean, if, if you know, baseline the show for us, tell us, you know, in general, if whatever we haven't talked about for Netflix and Swill. You know, a little bit more about the show and a little bit about where we can find you on the web. Sure. Netflix and Swill is basically two goofball friends talking about stuff that's coming out on Netflix. Uh, News-wise, trailer-wise, actual content-wise. We'll, we'll do a third segment where we typically hate the things that we're watching in that third segment. This week we're watching Doom, which um, anyone who watches that movie knows there's only one sequence that's worth talking about in that movie. <laughs> Uh, but otherwise, uh, NetflixandSwill.com is the best place to find us. It's your one-stop shop for Netflix and Swill, but it also has uh, the Rabbit Ears TV podcast, which uh, my wonderful girlfriend is uh, the, co the, the host of. She's had Nick on. She's had me on many times because I'm the easiest guest for her to have on. It's uh, fair. Yep, we are good to go. So, time to plate. Plating for this dish, super simple. Bed of rice, big spoonful of... Um, Tikka masala with a good amount of chicken to it too. If you're me, good good plating of uh, coriander on top. And by coriander, I of course mean cilantro. And for Nick, that means uh, as little cilantro as humanly possible, just to add a little bit of color. Now that looks that that looks fantastic. I mean, and the great thing about this is like with Dan's plating, especially especially his rice because his rice is white basmati rice i got organic brown basmati rice because it's the only type of basmati rice the store had really? and so mine doesn't look nearly as good especially my plates also have that kind of beige tan color to them yeah but dan's like the the, the pop in colors like you get that white bed of rice you get that nice 
dark reddish orange, almost rust color of the chicken Burnt tikka masala is itself. The, is the color you're going for, really? Yep, and and then you get the nice green pop of cilantro over the top. It looks fantastic. It looks looks absolutely excellent. All right, so I didn't realize actually uh, ate a late lunch and therefore it wasn't hungry. So I forced her to eat one bite, and uh, she says it's really effing good. That's all I need to hear. I love this all I dish. Need to hear. I, I I gotta tell you, I I loved this dish. I absolutely. It's nothing I've ever made before. I don't have really any experience with cooking Indian food, but now like I really love naan and I really want to make this with naan Mm -hmm. and, and just kind of have that together with it. But I loved the experience of making this dish. Again, I love those one pot meals where all those flavors are just building and building and building and marrying together the entire time. It's absolutely fantastic. So thank you very much for recommending this dish specifically. And I mean, at some point, whenever, you know, in the future, uh, I'm going to have you back on table for two and we'll talk okay. about, you know, something else. Uh, but this is definitely, it, it especially like one of the things that I want to do on this show more than anything. And one of the things that I want to do, especially with this segment is open myself up to a world of cuisine that I'm not used to, you know, and I love your passion for Indian food. And, you know, I love that I took the leap to to actually make this and it, turned out as well as it did like i said this there's so much fantastic flavor and and depth this is a deep dish and and what i mean by that is the every time you take a bite you're getting a different element of that spice palette that you're building here the garam masala the coriander the cilantro even on the top you know the garlic the onion that you're sweating down when you make this sauce like i said i there's so much depth to this you get a different bite Every time you take a bite and when we're done wrapping this, when we, when we finish recording this, when I'm editing this, I'm going to warm up the leftovers that I have and I'm going to eat them while I'm doing the edit. So it's going to be As even you should. one step further for me. But I mean, this was fantastic. This was, you know, a, well, a lot longer conversation than I thought it was going to be, but I'm here for it because I love talking about food and I love getting to the heart of the heart of why you love this dish and why you recommended this dish for this segment. And I think over the course of you making the entire dish, I really have to do that every time I do this segment from now on. I really have to make it myself. Yes. I really have to cook it live during the segment. But I also wanted to make it for Rebecca. See, I'm torn because I don't see her except on weekends. So I'm torn between doing it that way or, you know making it just for myself. And when I'm making something like this, it's something I want to share with somebody. It's something I Mm -hmm. want somebody else to be able to experience. And and Rebecca really, really enjoyed this dish as well. She loved this too. So there you go. Whenever I make food, it's, it's as much about the experience of me making it and enjoying being in the kitchen, cooking it as it is. Well, it's like you said, you took it to Ashley and she said it was really, really beeping good. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's wonderful to me you know, not only to feed myself and enjoy the process of cooking it, but when somebody else tastes it and they just love it, that to me is the whole world. I love it. Oh, yeah. This was, like I said, this was a fantastic dish and a fantastic discussion. Thank you so, so much for being here, Dan. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And make sure, please head over and keep in mind, Dan's show is not safe for work. So, you know, if you want to hear me. Neither is Rabbit Ears. Yeah, yeah. Rabbit Ears definitely is not. Well, yeah, definitely not safe for work. So keep that in mind. But, you know, if you want to hear 
basically, like I said, he is an ambassador for all things Netflix. I mean, anything and everything. If you want to know what is on the platform, what's hot, what's coming, and what you should be watching on Netflix, or definitely what you shouldn't be, uh, make sure you tune into Netflix and Swill. I, and besides that, I just love these guys. They are two of my best friends, and they do an absolutely amazing, really entertaining show. So make sure you tune into it. Head over to social media, at Nikolai's Kitchen. Make sure you follow the show, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find me out there everywhere on the web. And if you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave the show a five-star review, I would really, really appreciate it as well. really helps me grow and play that fun Apple algorithm game. So uh, I love your beautiful faces. You are amazing. Dan, I love your beautiful face. You are amazing. He's eating. I'm not I'm even going to bother him. No, you no, just no, do I'm, it. I'm fine. You just do your thing. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. I'm fine. That's how I see it. Thank you so, so much, everybody, for for listening. And thank you so much, Dan, for being here. And everyone, thank you so, so much for coming on this journey with me. Mm -hmm.